It may be summer, but it's always chilling here. Today on. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Press B to Cancel. Today, we are talking about, well, before I get into that, I am joined by two wonderful hosts, Sinistar and Chard Monk. Say hello, fellas. Hello, hello. fellas. <laughs> Only one of you passed the test. I'm not going to say which. Yeah. That's where I failed. That's all right. It wasn't me, because I dad joked the shit out of that. <laughs> walk, walk, walk. And today, we are talking about games that you can just always sit down and chill to play like doesn't require a ton of practice to get back into something you can just sort of shut your brain off and enjoy so decision fatigue got you down play one of these <laughs> at least that's what we do yeah. Yeah, uh, who would like to start today shall i i'll go first screw it okay. i'll go first no that's fine it's been it's been a week it's been a month. It's been a goddamn month, guys. I'm in my new house. <laughs> I've moved in. This is all original. I didn't steal anybody's ideas from anyone. Wall looks great. Pretty. I'm pretty happy about it. So uh, totally my idea. It's great. So when I come into my room that's totally designed by myself and no one else and was not stolen by anybody, um, I typically will sit down and uh, we got two games, right? We're going to talk about two of them. We're just going to talk about the one of them. I came with three but I don't know that we're going to get there. Yeah, I came with three as well. That's right. We all came well, with three, didn't we? We figured right. we'd cycle through, and if time's running tight, we'll so cut the list. We'd, we do one yeah, each round, and then cycle through Robin. again? Yeah. I love yep. it. Okay, so my first chill-ass game that I always seem to fall into lately is Time Wasters. Time Wasters is the game... That's uh, it is a clone of Vampire Survivors and whatever clone that Vampire Survivors was initially. But I sit down and when I literally can't think of anything to play and I just want to fucking just just do nothing and just play mindless crap, I go with Time Wasters. Time Wasters is um, another one of those, you know, horde games where things start piling up on the screen and then there's bosses that you fight progress to the next wave and you get some cool upgrades and some cool abilities with that and it's it's mindless it's numbing there's nothing to mm -hmm. it until like there have been times i've played through it and i've woken up at the end of the round going oh <laughs> i beat this one <laughs> on on to the next so it is just it's so like fluid and simple that it's easy to just shut down and they keep adding more stuff because it's still early access so there's always new upgrade updates coming out for the game always a new character you can play as or a new challenge that comes out I, again it is it is a bastardized version of vampire survivors but it's in space so that makes it cool yeah. and you get lasers and shit so it's it's a great game it's it's fun to play sinistress and i uh fondly played it together when they were visiting in town and it's just a real good just mind number after you know 11 hours of work you don't want to think about anything uh, that would be my top pick out of the three that i have yeah, yeah. i want to add that um it uh i love vampire survivors and a quick shout out to vampire survivors the couch co-op just dropped and i haven't tried it yet so mm -hmm. 
um, that might be fantastic. But I want to shout out that, you know, the a couple differences that I think are key in Time Wasters, because I agree this is a fantastic pick. Uh, the first one is when you feel like you do want to aim, you have the option with the right stick to aim in, where vampire survivors, you don't. And then the other difference is it feels like it feels like there's there's definitely more differential between the characters. I mean, there are definitely differentials between certain characters in Vampire Survivors, but <laughs> right, but every, these are like every, a lot more extreme. Yeah, 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 every character has has a different mechanic, and then what's cool is is once you've earned those, you can pull them into other playthroughs. Anyway, yeah. those are my yep. those are my uh, that, my my button issues or button topics. Well, good, they're cool. That, and that it's answered pretty. my question it, before I could ask it. it <laughs> And it's pretty. I it's it's not yeah. it's more cell shady. I mean it's even cell shady is not really it's more picturesque than it's like Vampire Survivors is a lot more retro looking, which is cool, don't get me wrong. But this one also is very it's it's pretty on the eyes, so it's not like you're like straining to watch like pixelated creatures coming at you. It's actually like really polished and really smoothed out. So I would highly recommend time wasters to anyone that likes to just who likes vampire survivors and just wants to sit down and just not do anything. I would, I would highly recommend time wasters because it is a time wasting game. It's a great time wasting game. It's not just a great title. It's a great game. Oh man. The visuals in this look kind of wild. They're good. Yeah. It's a great what, game. I love time. What wasters. was your, what was your question that uh, we answered off the, I was going to ask what really sets it apart from vampire survivors. Hmm. <laughs> It's in space. The uh, obviously the weapons that each character start with are different. To an extent, they're still very similar in that respect. But it's also you know it's also like it looks polished. It looks a lot cleaner. It's less retro looking, but still fighting wave after wave after wave. And and you get you get like notable bosses too. Like you get notable boss battles in between each wave too. That Vampire Spires kind of gives you that. You know you're fighting a big baddie. You see him coming, and you're like, oh okay. That would be the next way. But this one's like alert. Something's coming after you. And then you're like in a little arena that's made up of like a black hole. And you have to stay within that area and fight it while you're in that area. But it's oh, neat. some of the stuff you, you just kind of tear through. <laughs> I compare it to like vampire survivors would be like nest style graphics and time wasters would be like SNES graphics. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. It looks <clears> like <throat> the bosses. Can get pretty big in time wasters. Yeah, they're cool. That's what I'm oh, some of them take the whole screen up. Yeah, I'm just gonna say this: fuck the snake, fuck the snake. <laughs> snakes is snakes is snooze fast now. I I need more of a challenge now. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, That's it's interesting. It's fun. I play the heck out of that. All right, uh, I guess I'll go next. Cool. Mine is. Mario's Picross for the Game Boy and to a larger extent other Picross entries as well but I'll preface it by saying Mario's Picross specifically since I got it in probably 1998 I think I've started from scratch so like I play through it and do everything and then wipe the file and do it again Uh, I think I've done that probably three or four times maybe more and it's a lot of puzzles right so, <laughs> yep. Yeah, there's uh, uh we talked about this a little bit before the episode, but I guess the term is nonogram or nonogram. I don't know how the pronunciation is, but 
when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to go back, go back and play more of those because I loved the one that I had on the DS. I loved the one I had on the 3DS, which became a 3D version, which was really kind of yeah. crazy. The colorized ones are awesome where there's like different colored pieces and you have to like play that role. And so I need to find a good one for my Steam Deck. Yeah, well, maybe. I just, ooh, ooh, I'm emulate. terrible at games like this. Oh. Emulate. <laughs> I need to emulate it for my Steam Deck. There you go. Some of no, these, I, some of these things look like they remind me of like Minesweeper, and I'm just, I'm just an idiot when it comes to like a lot of these. Yeah, it's, stuff. it's kind of somewhere. It, I guess you could say it's kind of related to Sudoku in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so if. There's a good chance if you enjoy doing Sudoku, you'll enjoy doing nonograms as well. However, yeah. when it comes to nonograms, a big thing about playing a game of it is the UI. The UI can totally make or break the experience, which is weird sure. because, you know, the Mario's Picross for the Game Boy from 25, 30 years ago is still like really, really well done to me. Like it's, it just, works nothing is left to chance you don't wonder what's going on it's really easy to know what you're doing at all times and that's not something i can say for some of them i've played more recently on my android phone so yeah maybe give a little bit of a description of what a a picross or nanogram game is Uh, just so that people know so for every row and every column you're given a specific set of numbers And those numbers represent that many blocks uh, in a row Mm -hmm. before there's a break. So it might be one, it might be 10, it might be 15, depends on how big the things are. But you might see like one, two, three, seven, one or something like that. And so, you know, you know, there's that that first one could be the top. It could be somewhere down or whatever but you can sort of infer where they overlap from either side and figure out what will always be in a specific spot. And that's kind of your jumping off point for the puzzle. And then you work from there. So, I mean, sometimes you get a a gimme where it's like, you know, it's a 10 by 10 box and some of the rows or columns are straight up just 10 or zero. And you know, there's none in this one or this one's all filled up. And then they get a little bit more interesting once they start throwing various colors in there because if it's a different color, it could be right next to the other color next, the other number. Mm -hmm. So there might not be a space between which interesting. I I do enjoy those, but I find they're not as shut off the brain capable. Right. (laughs) Those are a little more present in what you're doing. I'm, I'm watching this, this game and I don't know how anybody's brain shuts off. My brain is, freaking on overdrive <laughs> are you, watching <laughs> someone do this which one are you looking at specifically uh 10-g does that mean anything to you no it looks i like mean a flower. I, like the game yeah i'm looking at uh, mario super picross for the super okay picross. so that's the one that's that's actually on switch online if you have that huh. it's, mm. it's in the super nintendo collection yeah, i have not fired is... it up i should because i mean it's not like you need the game to be in english to understand what's going on <laughs> <laughs> well, then you add on on the 3DS. Yeah, they made a 3D version where it's no longer a, just you know a ten by ten or fifteen by fifteen or whatever. It's now a cube. Yeah, 
And what's cool is you rotate and you get your numbers like they kind of float around with the with the cube. Yeah. So you got an X, Y and Z instead of just X and Y. Mm -hmm. Right. So those I really enjoyed. It's it's kind of interesting because it's it's like this weird sort of Super Nintendo scaled voxel Mm -hmm. creation. (laughs) Yep. I loved I loved my 3ds with with the 3D Picross. I'm I pretty sure it. I have it back there on Chardmunk's shelf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get your bingo cards out. <laughs> <laughs> For those listening to the podcast that are listening later, just. Just come view the YouTube really quick. You'll yeah. see what we're talking about. Well, Wolf yeah. and I have something in common. This, this, this. <laughs> <laughs> Although one's colors rotate and the others don't. So, yeah, listen, you know. the other I, one, I, I didn't, at the right angle, you I didn't see buy me. the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> might be bad. <laughs> Fantastic. I love, I love both of these picks. Both of these picks are 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 perfect chill games perfect like sit down i've got five minutes to 30 minutes and i'm just gonna play right i love it so anything else to say on that or should i go uh no just that um they're still making picross games i've got two of them on the switch picross s and they're still just as good as the old ones i have ripped through all of the first one, and I picked up five because that was the most recent one that had come out when I went and mm. bought it. And they'll love it. <laughs> well, I may I may be doing a little emulation on the uh, the old Steam Deck here shortly. Sounds like um, the way to go. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, my first pick, if we're good uh, to move on, uh, my first pick is Slay the Spire, um, ah, which is... One. Yeah. Um, so for those that don't know about this game now, it's been around for years. Um, when did it come out? Hang on. Let me, let me look at my mind palace really quickly. Yeah. Uh, 2019, it looks like. Um, so for those that don't know, it's, it's a roguelike roguelite <laughs> version of essentially kind of magic to get the gathering, but, but simpler, like, you it's a deck building game meets a roguelite um and for those that may not like magic the gathering uh it's it's very much simpler you start every single um run with the same deck that your character always has now there's different characters to pick from but you start out with the same deck that they always have and then as you go you earn cards now the unlocks that you can get by progressing are additional cards that you can earn but it's never it's not like magic the gathering where there's any sort of like you know i've got to go spend money on x card right you literally have a randomness an rng to which cards you're going to pick up in your run um and And basically what you do is what shows up in the shops oh absolutely absolutely and an rng to what your path is going to look like right so As you go, you have, you know, fight after fight after fight. You have regular level characters. You have elite bosses. You have an end boss for every single level. And uh, part of your progression is you, you know, you may have to sacrifice upgrading a card to 
to get some health back um, <clears throat> because you just get beat up on your way through this. Um, and it literally, like a roguelite, um, it is run until you are done. Run until you can't anymore. <laughs> um, but what's great about it, for those that haven't played it, is at least the, the version that I have on Steam, I can close it and it basically saves at the end of the last fight. So I hmm. can walk away and just come back later. Um, the learning curve is, is stupid simple because the cards are well-defined and well-described, but they're also not like Magic the Gathering cards where there's like 87 rules on a card and you have to figure out, you know, but there Listen, are definitely, yeah. If, if the lore is not on the card, is it worth playing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, no, you're right. We Let's should move really, on. we should really <laughs> change the title to press B to lore because that's literally <laughs> all we complain about is the lack of lore or the confusing yeah. lore in a game. Right. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I wish I could get into these card games like, like these. I, I bet I, if I gave Slay the Spire a chance, you know, after your yeah. description, I might actually enjoy it. But every time I see anything that's like attack with a card, I'm like, I'm not Yagio. I'm not, I'm not about no, that. No, no, no. You know, I mean, it's, it's much simpler. Like literally the card will be like do six damage. And so it's, it's like, it's instead of, it's like pressing a button on a controller and swinging at somebody. Right. Um, right. Or the card may get a little bit more complex and say, you know, hit for this amount and earn a little bit of defense or, right. you know, apply poison or something. Right. And by the way, okay. my favorite build currently is a poison build. I absolutely love it. For the silent. Um, I, uh, yes. For the, for the second character, the silent. Hmm. Yeah. Um, it's great because there's a card that you basically get that once you play it, you apply two or three poison and it stacks to the enemies every single round. And after three or four rounds, it's just great. They're taking 15 points of damage just, yeah. just on a whack. Like you don't even have to do anything. Right. So this definitely does is, look like a good, like shut down and just mm -hmm. kind of go through the motions. Uh, kind of dude, game. This I, is I a super solid pick. That. I, I have this on Steam, I have it on my phone, and I have it on the Switch. Mm -hmm. Wow. And yeah. now that I have a Steam Deck, I should probably just install it on the Steam Deck and play it there and not bother with the Switch anymore because the Steam Deck is still my furthest <laughs> along file. <laughs> it plays it plays fantastically on the Switch. Uh, yeah, or on the, the Steam Deck, sorry. It, on the Steam it Deck. does on the Switch, too. And the only issue I had with the Android version is you can't read the cards unless you click on it to have it expand mm. and sometimes you'll accidentally play it when you're trying to do that. So, uh, yeah, at least that's what it was when I last played it on the phone. That was at least seven, eight months ago. So they, maybe they oh, fixed it finally. True. I know there was a lot of complaints in the reviews for that, but definitely it's all add this. I'll add this to the old wish list, and maybe one of these days I'll, yeah, it's it, it, for my numbing. It, it looks, it looks complex, but honestly, after you spin it up for the first time for like 15, 20 minutes, you really have the game. You, you actually understand it from front to back, really. Um, plus, it's really great. The interface is, is like if you have an effect, like you have a weakness or something like that, you can move your character or your cursor or you can hover over it and it will tell you exactly what it's doing. Um, so nice. the interface is, is fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And the um, interface has been great ever since. I bought this game in early access. Mm-hmm. So before before it had the third or fourth characters, it just had like the silent had just been introduced. Mm-hmm. So I I fell in love with it then, and that was almost six years ago now. So game is still great, holds up really well. Yeah. Uh, mechanically, I it like Chard's concerns about it being a card game. I get because learning a new mm-hmm. card game can yeah. be super daunting. As a right. card game goes, it's pretty simplistic. It feels more like a turn-based RPG yeah. where your moves well, are just limited to a random way. draw of cards. Yeah, basically, like, if you can migrate a turn-based RPG menu and, like, select from attacks or magic, you've, you're you're doing it just... It's just the cards that pop up in the front mm. of your screen. Yeah, right? okay. and it's it's just... Having, I think it's past that, yeah. Yeah, it's just having awareness of how you build your deck as you progress. You mm-hmm. you can opt to completely skip adding cards if you want or pick yeah. new cards that you find. And then uh, you get the occasion where you can actually remove cards from your deck. So and it there lets are you, good cases for that. Yeah, there are. You It lets you build your deck how you like. Sometimes there's certain cards that are just sort of... They're really game-winning cards, no matter what character you have, and those are the ones you always absolutely want, especially once you've upgraded them. Like, now every single move you have costs almost nothing, and you can just go ham on your turn. The bomb. So there's in three turns or whatever, it's going to do 40 damage. Like, yeah, yeah. The Uh metas in this game are absolutely Uh amazing. It, It can get uh, a little intense when you start picking up relics that allow you to play with other classes cards as well. Yeah. So now you're playing like each character has their own color. So like, um, what are they called? Uh, I just had it up on screen. I'm sorry. Okay. So you have the ironclad who's basically like mm-hmm. a barbarian or warrior. You have the silent who's more like a rogue with poison. You have the defect, which doesn't mm-hmm. really follow an archetype. Instead, it's just a mechanical being. And he's got sort of auras of different types that you can equip. And you can expand how many he can equip. And you can spend yeah. them during combat to cause adverse effects on your opponents. And then there's the Watcher. Yeah. And I believe she's sort of mm-hmm. like a sorceress. Yeah, I like so, the Watcher a lot. So the card colors are red, green, blue, and purple you're generally limited to just that color and colorless on a run, unless you get a relic that opens up another one. And now you have access to another color. And sometimes there's a lot of synergy and sometimes it's really hard to make that work. So it's kind of a, the upside is usually you can choose whether you or not. That's a relic you want. Yeah. Usually that relic is not just forced upon you. It's one that you have a choice of that or others. So, but on the whole, excellent, easy game to get into. Yeah, and then you add on top of that potions, you have potions splots. Oh yeah, slots, you do have but, potions. Which I actually forget a lot and realize after I've def- been defeated and lost a run, I was like, oh, I had a potion that would have gotten that done. You know what? So <laughs> There's a lot of games that I'm like, I don't want to use my potions because I might need them later. <laughs> this is a game oh, that I'm right. always like, nah, just use the potion. Yeah. That's, I'll, I'll that's, try to get another one the, after the fight. I am the items pack rack <laughs> of, of the fucking century, man. <laughs> I always get yelled at. Be like, use your potions. Like, no, I might need it. 
You're on the final boss. I don't care. It may give me a good ending if I hold on to it. Use the damn potion. No, I'm holding yeah. on to it in case of emergency. You're dying. Well, I don't care. I'm holding on. <laughs> you may you may get screwed if you play Slay the Sly, Slay the Spire that way. But a um, little yeah. tangentially, that's a that's a problem I found I've not had in Baldur's Gate three. Like I'm dying. Oh, okay, for sure. potion. For sure. Potion. Yeah. I got nine of them on yeah. me. Potion. Yeah. I'm on fire. Or potion. or on top of that, like, <laughs> hey, I have a bonus action where I can throw something at, a, at an enemy. What potions do I have to throw at the enemy? Right. Like, right. Um, no, I, uh, uh, it sounds complex, but I'm not kidding. Play for 20 minutes and you really understand 90% of the game. And then you can just, you can just go. And like I said, every time you start the game, like, I mean, if you come back into a set, you may have your deck that you've been building, but every time you start a game, you have the basic set for that for that character. It's what like ten cards or something. I think you something start really with small. ten or fifteen cards yeah. per yeah. Uh, for a starting deck. And it's really simple, and you actually get like generally you get choices of which cards you're going to pick up. Mm-hmm. So that and you get a boon uh, when you start a new game. Oh, for sure. They give you um, like sometimes although, it's like you can have a little extra money, or you yeah. know your first three attacks will instant kill whatever they attack and sometimes you you get lucky or your first three battles you instant kill everything you attack or something like that right and so sometimes you can get to like an elite in that yeah within that spend and just kill the Mm -hmm. elite in one shot now you're a powerhouse before you've even taken any damage it's great yep and then uh yeah i mean just just one more comment on this is you know it's funny i picked up i picked up inscription which is another like apparently roguelite or roguelike card game. And every time I look at going and starting inscription, I'm like, I'll go play Slay, Slay the Spire. It's fine. Now, <laughs> to that end, I will mention inscription looks like Slay the, Slay the Spire. Mm-hmm. It's very different. Oh, it, it plays very differently because you actually have a field of cards, right? N- not just that. I, I hesitate to say more because I don't mm. want to spoil anything. Okay. But the game has a number of surprises. If you have it, I highly recommend going through it. Okay. Well, I do have it. And like I said, every time I look at it, I'm like, I'm just going to go play Slay the Spire. Yeah, it'll feel a lot like Slay the Spire at first. And then you'll (laughs) finally hit a point where you're like, oh, it's that sort of (laughs) game. Okay. Yeah, I I had the same issue with Vampire Survivors when I first played it. I was like, this game's dumb. Yeah. And now we're all addicted to it. So. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> which is great because when you get from vampire survivors to time wasters, yeah. you know, you're already ready. So you, you just keep playing. You're like, no, this is going to become epic. Yep. This is going to become gonna epic. happen. It's all right that I died <laughs> yeah. 300 times the first yeah. fucking run. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's right, my first so. pick. All right. All right. Yeah. Chard, what's your second pick? My second brain numbing game that I like to play is Binding of Isaac. I love how twisted that freaking game is. Binding of Isaac is so fun. Um, It's another good uh, shut them off and keep running. It's a roguelike. You know, you keep playing until it's over. Um, There's still so much to find out in that game. I have not even discovered probably 10% of that stupid game. Um, but I love the, I love the upgrades. I love, 
I love the artwork when you get the upgrades and what it does to your character it just like mutilates everything about him and stuff. I love the boss battles. Um, I just like everything about it. And it's the same thing. I, I hated it when I fired it up because it's it's not your typical roguelike. I mean, I've never mm -hmm. played a roguelike personally like this where the buttons don't do anything. It's the controls like right. where you're aiming the direction stick is where he's going to fire his, yeah. his tears. At. And yeah. uh, it took me a little that took a lot to get used to. Uh, playing it and then after like I figured that out then it started to just become second nature to me and uh, I, I love playing Binding of Isaac that game that game kills me I laugh every time I play that stupid game I love that so game horrible. because it's it's so horrible I was about to say yeah. <laughs> I love that game because it's so horrible it really like is. the entire premise from the beginning is your mother has like locked you in a closet or no, something. No, you're hiding what from her. She's, you're, she's oh, hiding from you because she yeah. thinks you're possessed yeah. or something. Yeah, she you. thinks Isaac yeah. is possessed and so Isaac is yeah. hiding from her because she's trying to kill yeah. him. And your weapon is your tears yeah. and you are literally taking down piles of shit with your tears. Like... <laughs> It's I'm not up. kidding. That's it's not that's up. not a euphemism. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I think yeah, it's the, a great game. I think it's it's a it's a spectacular roguelike and a lot of fun to play. And it is just twisted as fuck to play. That's a game I love to play, and I've not put anywhere near the hours my brother has into that. And I've probably put a few hundred, and mm. he's at least quadruple that. It's ridiculous. Oh, wow. He did Golden God in every new patch that came out for it for a while. And then they released the wow. uh, the most recent DLC. I don't remember what it was. I think it was a free DLC update or something. I don't know. But uh, he actually finally had a struggle with that. And I don't think he got Platinum God on that. But he wow. did almost everything, if not everything. It's ridiculous. And that's a game I've lost so many hours just enjoying and playing and i've never done a speed run on it like there are people who are like i've got my run down to like 25 minutes or 20 minutes and i'm just going straight for like the special bosses and hard modes and all that and i'm like i am not that good i like to just get op as hell and destroy the right. final boss over and over and mm -hmm. over that's my that's right. my happy yeah. place with that game <laughs> Right. For me, it's it's the collectibles, right? Like you go find like the really clever, stupid collectibles, and yeah. like the change to Isaac's appearance for every single one of them, right? I mean, yeah, it's it's you know your tears become blood or your tears become whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, very cool. The well, he got it. I was good. I was gonna go get it. I was gonna go get it, but you already got it, Wolf. So you're good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get your uh, get your bingo cards out. I'm not pointing at my background. That's, that's a that's a fun one for sure. The card game actually holds up pretty well, but it's best if you do have four players. Um, but yeah, Binding of Isaac. This is a game that I fell in love with back when it first came out as the Flash version, mm. and I did it. I I lost a ton of hours to that. And then when he did Rebirth, oh man, I lost so many more hours. <laughs> I think I only have the original. I don't think I have Rebirth. You don't have Rebirth? I have... Which one do I have? I think I have... I have everything except for the newest one. Rebirth was the one that palace. came out and worked with a controller out of the box. Yeah. So if I you played okay, with a so, controller and yeah, you didn't have to use yeah. like some middleware to make it work with a controller, it yeah. wasn't the Flash version you played. Okay. Yeah, then I have I have uh yeah, Binding of Isaac Rebirth. I have Binding of Isaac Rebirth. I, I don't get, have 
Repent. Whatever uh, the repentance. Other one is. Repentance yeah. is the is the, I think the newest one. Well, those are all just expansions to rebirth, right? So there's like rebirth, afterbirth, so. afterbirth plus, and repentance. But the yeah. original binding of Isaac came out in 2011. Yeah, it's it's and not new. I have been playing it. I remember talking about it for for years and then like it resurfaced when I got my Steam Deck out. And I was like, do I still have this? <laughs> I do still have this. I'm loading this up. And uh again, it's another game just to I just sit in bed on my Steam Deck and just run around and do a couple runs and then get tired and go to sleep. So I'm also awesome. not very good at it. So but it's a it's a it's a killer game. Yeah, this is a game that I start off every time I pick it up again after a while. I suck for a couple of rounds, and then all of a sudden I'm getting OP every yeah. run. Every run yeah. is like a three-hour go, and I'm just like mm-hmm. getting as overpowered as I possibly can. And I'm I'm doing so much, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast. I think I've got so much going on that I'm causing massive slowdown every time I fire <laughs> something. It's just yeah. so big and so many things that it's like one frame That's per awesome. second every time I attack things. That's awesome. <laughs> now, fun little bit of trivia for about about me. So Lazy, Princess Lazy, uh, who's who's a streamer, uh, check her out sometime. Uh, she she has played a lot of Isaac on her streams, and um, there's one boss. It's the it's the big blob face. It's a I can't remember the Bumbo. name of it, but we yeah we we refer to it. Uh, we we my oh, no, friends as a younger my friends as a younger when I was a younger child hated my stepmother, and uh, her name was Pearl, and we used to say see Pearl and hurl, and for some reason we started calling this boss Pearl, <laughs> and we'd say see Pearl and hurl. So it's a it's a thing. It's a thing. So. Yeah, okay, beautiful. it's Monstro. That's who you're talking about. Monstro, that's, who it is. that's right. He's because one of the we, earlier we ones. We started yeah. we started calling it Momstro, Momstro. <laughs> and then it became Pearl, <laughs> and then see Pearl and Hurl. But uh, Bumbo is actually an offshoot of Isaac. That's sort of like a a, a match three type of game almost. Mm-hmm. And I have that too. It's called The Legend of Bumbo. It's not nearly as good as Isaac. Oh yes, it's still fun. I've seen that one. Yeah, it's pretty clever. Yeah, I mean, it's still very much in the vein of Isaac, so it's like shit jokes everywhere and you yeah, know, right. grossness all over. And yeah, but it's we didn't have three. plans this evening. I would probably be firing Isaac up after this. After this, <laughs> hey folks, this is Future Sinistar here. We had a little bit of a technical issue, so there's a little bit of a time jump. Now back to our regularly scheduled program, okay. part two. Yes. Part two. Part two. All right. Well, okay. So um, anything else to talk about with Binding of Isaac? Uh, Other than it made your OBS shit? No, it's a great game. (laughs) Fantastic. Fantastic. (laughs) All right. Who's uh, who's next? I am. Okay. So I've got Streets of Rogue. Streets of Rogue. This is one of those games that, oh my goodness, it's just so absurd. It's constantly craziness, especially if you're playing with more players, right? Like you basically you're you pick your class. It's a roguelite. You pick your class and you run through a set of floors, and there's like Each floor has a number of stages, three to five, depending on whether you're doing a fast run or a normal run. And then 
there's five floors. So you're looking at 15 to 25 stages, right? Every so many stages, you're fed uh, basically a huge hiccup on the stage. There could be bombs falling from the sky constantly. There could be uh, cannibals jumping out of the sewers to try and eat you constantly. There could be just radiation spikes every 20 seconds or something. There's just crazy hazards all the time. It's great. But that's only every so many floors. Otherwise... The floors are pretty mellow and you're given a goal depending on what your class is. So let's say you pick the courier class. So now your goal is to you open your flip phone or whatever it is, get your mission and you're basically an Amazon delivery man zooming around trying to get package from A to B and then go back and collect your pay. And then you go to the next package and you deliver that and then so forth. And so that's the goal with a courier. Um, with a comedian, it's to go around and tell jokes to so many people. Not everybody is going to be open to your jokes. Sometimes they think it sucks and you get attacked, right? Wow. <laughs> nice. So it's just constant okay. madness in this game, and I absolutely love it. I love breaking into people's homes and robbing them, or if you're like a scientist, you can knock them out really easily. It's great. This is such a fun game. There's like 40 classes or so in this game. A lot of fun. Streets of Rogue. This is a game that whenever my buddy and I don't know what to play, because we have a weekly game night, whenever we don't know what to play, this is what we fall back on, maybe for a couple of weeks before we decide on something new. Hmm. And huh. it's never yep. hard to get back into. Didn't this I watch cool. you stream this? You did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And for anybody who's unfamiliar with this, but also for some reason familiar with the Down in McDonald's song, and particularly music video from Electric Six, same energy, exact same energy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> this does look pretty cool. And it's it's up to four players. So if you if you're all different classes, you've all got different goals to accomplish, and you don't want to take forever. So you're all just running around causing mayhem and tro- hoping not to screw each other. Right. <laughs> I feel like That's this awesome. game, I look at this game, it, it has a lot of similarities to um, Death Road to Canada a little bit in the look mostly. Like, visually, yeah. Um, yeah, visually, like, but definitely not gameplay wise, but visually right. very similar to, to their style. Um, yeah, this is- I like I like games that you're just like a casual Joe just doing your shit and chaos is going on around you. Like the whole oh, concept yeah. of being a comedian and trying to tell people jokes and if they don't like it, then you have to fend for your life is... It sounds pretty goddamn fun to me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. Like, as a fireman, your goal is to put out X amount of fires on every floor. And so I think okay. that, like, when you're a fireman, there's a little, there's an NPC that's a firebug running around and starting fires. <laughs> so you don't want to kill him until you've put out your fires because otherwise you don't get to put out your fires. Or you yep. might find out that, you know, he pissed off another NPC because he started a fire on their building. So now he's dead because of that. So now you got to find a way to start your own fires about, <laughs> right? Like you have to get creative. I, I uh, saved you from the fire, right? Right. <laughs> you could be a cop. Yeah. So then, with a, as a cop, you have to arrest people. You can be, uh, uh, oh my gosh, a hobo basically. So you have to go around and ask people for money and get money mm-hmm. from them so that's like the poor man's run you have you're like constantly broke 
and the game asks really? a lot of money of you. <laughs> that and uh, like the major currency. So you've got gold, which is the main currency that you spend stuff on. But for upgrades and whatnot, you get chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets mm-hmm. are the really special currency. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. But I mean, this you you get cool. stuff from like banana peels to make people slip, and yep. uh, baseball bats and crowbars. And crowbars are both weapons and something you could pry open doors with. So like everything is a little bit multifaceted in that way. But you get stuff like that. But then you also get like rocket launchers and grenades and Uzis and shotguns, mm-hmm. just a wide variety of weapons. It's absolutely wild. And I think for some characters, it's completely possible to go through a floor or at least almost completely possible to go through a floor without getting into combat. You can talk to people and, or just like put them all under, like walk up behind a guy and, you know, (laughs) put them out. You can be a zombie. You can be a zombie. Yes, you can be a zombie. As a zombie, the goal is to turn a bunch of people into zombies every floor. Right. Um, that's you pretty good. Vampire, you could be a werewolf, you could be a, a, a cannibal. <laughs> There's a, mech a, be a what? A mech <laughs> a pilot. Mech pilot. And your oh, mech boy. can't go into buildings unless there's a big hole blown in the side of the building. So when you want to go into a building, you have to get out of your mech, and now you're a weak little dude, right? <laughs> right. That's awesome. That's cool. All no, right. I, this is going I on yeah, I loved watching you play this on stream. This was this was great. Um, frenetic at times, for sure. Um, but I also remember you trying to sneak up and knock people out. It was great. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a super fun game. There's definitely a learning curve involved. Um, but, you know, it, it's fun to play by yourself. It's a lot more fun to play with other people. I think I've played up to three players, and I know it goes up to four. And three players That's was awesome. always just chaos already. That's <laughs> Sometimes two players is chaos. You just hear somebody like you don't see what your friend is doing because they're off somewhere else on the map and you just hear an explosion and all of a sudden the floor's <laughs> in lockdown. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> what did you do, Ray? <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, nice. Oh, that was a, I, I should, I should play this game. I know you've, you, I watched you stream it and I know you've spoken about it multiple times for sure. Um, so yeah, I think this is great. And Hey, you know, thinking about it, I have my, I have my Wednesday game group, uh, and my Sunday church game group. When we say church, we call it video game church. Um, where sometimes we are like, what do we want to play? And we have our, we have our, like our throwbacks to like risk of rain two or deep rock galactic or, you know, uh, borderlands two or, uh, tiny Tina's assault on dragon keep. But I'd love to have just like, a you know, Oh, let's just play a stupid isometric, you know, yeah. Retro like. So and this, uh, streets of rogue actually has a sequel in development. Which yep, I just saw that too. Should have a lot of similar, ideas at play but it's instead of you know level based it's a just a big open world so i I, it'll probably feel a lot different and still a little bit the same so don't expect from streets of rogue 2 what you get with streets of rogue when that comes out very different experiences the dev has even said so but i am so looking forward to streets of rogue 2 just because i know i love the first one and if it's more of that i'm totally on board 
Yeah, this could sure. be this should be a press B to cancel game that we play too. Yeah, that would be fun. We're we're accruing we're accruing a bunch of games to play. Plus, <laughs> isn't there the expansion to TMNT coming out? Yeah, there is. There is. Yeah. There so, definitely is. All right. Awesome. Good pick, man. Ah, yeah, this looks great. This is definitely something I'll put on the wish list and and pick up at one of these days. But this this looks cool as hell. Nice. Anything else on that one? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. Okay. Like, it's just our fallback multiplayer game. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, for my second pick, um, it's, it's not, it's not the same caliber or the same style as Binding of Isaac, but another roguelite, um, Undermine. Ah. Where, um, yeah, so you're 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 a miner and you're basically tasked by this wizard to find out why the, you know, the the underworld is is has tremors. And um you basically it's another one of those go until you can't anymore. I think there's an end game. I've never made it to the end game. <laughs> but it's I mean it's a blast because it's one of those it's, you know, it's it's like a it's like a less um, your mother's trying to murder you and you're crying about it and you're crying out poo piles. Uh, instead you're tasked to go under the, the earth and, but it's the same kind of concept where you, you have these pickups that give you, you know, different abilities that are, that are awesome. Like sometimes you'll have spikes that'll pop up and you can get metal boots that make it so you can go over the spikes and, and each room that you go to, you go into just like, just like Isaac, it's procedurally generated. So each room, you know, that you go into has different, uh, enemies and different, you know, pickups and whatever. Um, it's one of those where it like has, you know, key starvation, just like binding of Isaac. It has money starvation, just like binding of Isaac. Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, and I don't remember if Isaac had, Oh, Isaac definitely has the unlockable characters. Yes, but yes. in yes, in yes. undermine, it's it's really you earn you earn cash and you can take a portion of the cash back with you after you die, and you can buy upgrades to your axe or to your you know your armor or to your you know whatever, and so each one you kind of progress a little bit further and a little bit further. Um, <laughs> For accuracy's sake, yeah. I would like to say it's your canary or whatever other pet you may have. Yes, takes what a a portion of whatever you had in money back for the next miner. (laughs) Fair. Okay. Fair. (laughs) And your miner dies and it's permanent and you just get a new miner. I mean, that's, but it's yeah. But, uh, and it's great because you have, you have a, a melee move and you have a distance throw and, and with certain upgrades, you can pick up gold with your distance throw. And conveniently, whenever you break gold out of the map, there are these little itty bitty things that I always want to murder the fuck out of that try to little pick up the gold before, before you do, right? Little green goblin guy. And man. they make the cutest little noises, <laughs> yeah. especially when you kill them. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... But it's clever because like some of like the, the, you know, the creatures that you fight, like, okay, so you can pick up upgrades that make it so you can break larger stone blocks. 
Or if there's like, there's like a, I always call it the teddy bear. There's the teddy bear, like that always rages across the screen at you. And conveniently, if you line him up, he can break those blocks, even if you can't. Right? Oh yeah. So yeah. Um, so it's one of those where it's got some, some cleverness there. Um, yeah, <laughs> just it's, um, it's mindless, but it also, like you can really pay attention and try to get uh, curses and artifacts that try to benefit each other, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, Isaac has that as well. So it feels like a less crying and poop field Isaac. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. Definitely see that. So, yeah. But uh, I've watched, and I've um, made it. Oh, go I ahead. watched Arconia play, Sarconius play this a couple times. I believe mm-hmm. he's played this and something else. So he's, he's kind of like, our resonant roguelike player from time to time. And this looks pretty, pretty interesting. This looks like a, another good one. These are all good picks, Play, man. Plays on the deck. Well, so yeah, I think, I, I think every pick we've talked about other than pick Ross slash anonogram, but obviously you can emulate great on the deck. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I do know that there are nonogram games on steam. I just haven't tried any directly on steam. So, hmm. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so, there was one my brother was into on the Switch called Picto Quest, and he was okay. really digging on it. But it seems a little simplistic. Hmm. Honestly, I want to go pick up my 3DS and play 3D Picross again because I love that. Anyway. I could watch in the one I saw for the Super Famicom, and I'm like, I feel dumb watching this. I feel like I can't do this. Add a 3D element to it. Add a Z. Yeah. Add an X, oh, yeah. Y, and a Z. No, that I'm was, good. I'm good. I'm it's right. definitely a lot when that happens. Yeah. All right. Do we so want to continue and do the third pick. round? Uh, we can. Mine is uh, mine is a very well-known third round pick. So if you guys want to go, I can I can go with mine last. I don't yeah. know if mine is. All I right, feel like it let's is. Hear it. Um, enter the Gungeon. Enter the Gungeon mm. is, oh, yeah, uh, it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's uh, a super chill, you know, kind of forget things game, but no, it's, but it's it third is, on my list. Your brain off and kind of do things game. Like and curse it, the curse at the world. Cause this game is <laughs> freaking hard. This game is so goddamn hard, but man, when you, when you kick the rest off and you start playing again, dude, it's cool as fuck. I love playing into the gungeon, especially when you get a good run and you start picking up yeah. some really killer guns. Um, it's sick. It, this I've never finished it. I've never been able to beat it. I, I'll get super far into it and then I'll stop playing and I lose all of the ability that I had and then I have to kick the rust off again. And it's super difficult to like pick back up where you left off. The dive rolling in it, the the mm-hmm. the the iframes feel. Mm-hmm. You just I I always talk about. I love games that make me feel like a badass, and this yeah. game is one of those games that makes you feel like a <laughs> badass when you finally get it down. It is well, and, a lot of fun, and it has so much cleverness to it. Like I don't remember all the bosses, but I definitely know like one of them, the Ammo Conda, right? Like instead of yeah. Anaconda. Ammo, oh, con- like it's it's got some cleverness. Plus, the enemies conveniently are shaped like bullets, and you know this, that, and the other, right? <laughs> right. So, yeah. Well, the concept, yeah. I believe, the concept is you're going into this tower to find the gun that will shoot like 
your past or kill like a bad portion of your past or something. So all these people are trying to get to it so that they can change their futures by eliminating their past. I don't know if that's true. It's been a long time since I've played it, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the premise. Um, so you're going into the gungeon where everything mm -hmm. is some kind of ammunition. There's bombs, mm -hmm. there's shotgun shells running around, there's you know, bullets, like you said, there's yeah. all kinds of different things. Each enemy has some kind of weapon related name. There's even a beholder in here that has, you know, 300 different guns that it uses on you. Ammo cot <laughs> is one of the, one of the more difficult ones that I've played, um, there's the beefy crow that you fight in the first mm -hmm, one, and then there's like mm -hmm. the king bullet and shit. There's some really cool things in the game. There's a lot of secrets too. There's like you have to gather certain things to unlock them and and open up different levels and different layers of the world. And you have to buy pieces and the shopkeep and stuff. And if you shoot your gun in the shopkeep, it pits, pisses him off and he'll attack you. And there's no yeah. forgiveness in this game. This game is extremely unforgiving, but. Man, it is fun when it really starts getting the, the ball rolling. I first yeah. played this on Xbox, and I was playing it on controller, and I got really good with playing it on controller. Then I switched to mouse and keyboard, and I got decent at it that way. But I can probably play it better on the Steam Deck controller than I can on like my mouse and keyboard. It's almost the freedom that you get from the mouse is yeah. too much. Like My brain's like, there's too much going on. You need to slow it down. So... <laughs> It's, oh, I'm uh, the, it's an intense game. I'm the same way with uh, Undermine. Uh, like keyboard and mouse is fine on Undermine, but there's it it like the ability to move and aim with the two separate sticks, right, and not lose right. where your where your pointer is on the screen. I think that's right. the biggest piece is right. losing where your pointer is, right? Yep. So I feel like that's even more of a problem for those of us who have multiple monitors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I love the, I love the guns in this game. I love like one of them I had was like the love gun, and it was a shotgun that shot teddy bears out, and and like certain aspects of the gun would make it would charm enemies, and they would attack things for you. You get the pea shooter, which is essentially a pea pod that shoots uh -huh. peas out. <laughs> I mean. Just like just the cleverness of this whole the whole system of this game. This is probably the first roguelike I think I've ever actually like played and really really got into. Um, I love Gungeon, and uh, if I could just get good at it, it's one of those. This is that roguelike that I really want to get good at, but I just don't have mm -hmm. the time and energy right now to put into it to actually become as good as you can get at this game. But man, it is fun to watch. Like exceptionally talented people sarconius another you know same guy that played undermine um he played a lot of gungeon too and watching him play gungeon it was like dude this guy's so damn good because it gets insane like the final boss fight is it's bullet hell it is yeah. absolute bullet hell and it is amazing what you know some of these players can do with this so for sure into the gungeon great game check that out very not it's not as chill as I'd like it to be, but it is definitely fun for like, I don't know what to do. Let's do a few rounds of Gungeon. You'll see what happens. Yeah, fair. That's a great, it's a great pick. I, uh, yeah, that's, I've played. Yeah. That's one I'm afraid to play because I, I am <laughs> terrible at bullet hell games. And I know yeah. Isaac is technically a bullet hell, but I don't think it's as bad as what I've seen Gungeon do. No. So no. Gungeon is way worse. Gungeon, is, Gungeon worse. Is, is, is an order of magnitude worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I can beat Isaac. I can't be I cannot beat Gungeon. Not yet anyway. Oh, I, I stay away from that one because of the 
just how heavily bullet hell it is. I don't do those yeah. well. Yeah, but I'm gonna it, I'm gonna side with yeah I'm gonna side with chart a little bit. I own it. I suck at it. Uh, but honestly, like it's one of those where I spin it up for a run or two and I have a great time and like never get terribly far, but I still have a great time. So yep. yeah, that there's another cool. game. It looks a lot like that I have. I can't remember what it's called. It's one where you're just like a bunch of irradiated monsters. Oh gosh. That's uh that's my Tuesday night. I was going to say, <laughs> Wolf's got all the good shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, he's, remember. He's looking over your shoulder. Sadly. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> it, it's somebody who's listening probably knows what I'm talking about. is just screaming at us, but, yeah. <laughs> well, that's All a good right. point. Come, come, uh, comment on the video and tell us what we were, you know, what the, tell us what we're the, wrong. Yeah. 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 Awesome. All right. So, well, good pick. My next, what, nuclear throne? That is Vaughn knew it's nuclear throne. <laughs> Look at this guy. Winner, winner, chicken Thank dinner. Thank you, Vaughn. Excellent. That was going to drive me nuts. All right, so my next pick is Ticket to Ride. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this is a two-person play most of the time. I think maybe you can play the digital version against AI. I don't know how fun that is. I only ever play against the wife. But uh, we love Ticket to Ride. It's just absolute mm -hmm. blast for us. But when the wife first got it, our kid was like three and so mm -hmm. it was kind of hard to have the time to set up, keep the trains up, keep playing, not have him wander over, go, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> wipe all the little train cars off. Well, now we don't know what's mm -hmm. happening. So the digital version is great because there's none of that setup, none of the cleanup. And right. it's literally just every once in a while, just one of us looks at the other. trains. Mm. <laughs> That's how nice. our shorthand for it. Trains. Yeah. Trains. Nice. And just kick out around in like 15, 20 minutes and have a blast. And one of us I've only always... played the, the board board game version of this game. The, and I got honestly, a story, the got a story about that. Literally the board game. Like there's yeah. no nice. major changes or departures. It looks like, yeah, it looks like the same thing. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. The board game, I feel like the board game in general is sort of like the modern take on the, the Monopoly style of gameplay without being quite mm -hmm. as infuriating. Right. Mm -hmm. and yeah, and without and without being, you know, seven hours. Right. right. A game probably right. like at most if you're playing with four or five people at the same table, it you might be looking at an hour. But right. in the digital version, it gives everybody like X amount of time to finish before the game is forfeit for that turn, that player's turns, mm. and then they're just out of the game. So it we set it at forty five minutes. We always ever we always end around at like 30 to 35 minutes left on each of our clocks. Mm. So we're done in 20, 30 minutes tops with a round. It's great. And nice. you know, sometimes they're so fast, we kick out like three or four in a row in the time that it nice. would take to play just one on the tabletop. So right. Ticket to ride. Yeah, that's that's a great uh, idea, Vaughn. It's it's a great starter board game. Agreed. It's, Agreed. it's very accessible. It's a lot of fun. Once you all have your strategies and how you tend to approach what cards you're handed, 
you start to build like, okay, I don't like going to that area because there's not enough going to that area in general. So I'm not likely to get a good hand for that. And then ultimately you do piss each other off a little bit. Like you took my route, you know, but it's, it's still a lot of fun. Yeah. It's not a friendship uh, ender. It's just a little bit of, ah, yeah, it's not, it's not risk. We're like, literally you won't talk to each other for like six months. Um, and it's not monopoly. You're not going to be fuming for your last half the game while you just fly into obscurity for the rest of the match. Right. (laughs) Now I will say this and maybe they've added, maybe they've added a fix for this in the digital version, but since Bruce and I have a friend who is both red, green and the other colorblind, I don't remember, but basically completely colorblind. And when we were playing the game with him, he had, he kept holding up his hand. What color is this one? What color is this one? And oh, so yeah. I yeah. don't. So, I don't think there's yellow. a fix yeah. for that. Okay. There's not like yeah. glasses you can wear or something for that. The, well, there's just there's they're the symbols, but the problem is, is the symbols the way that the colors were on the cards. He couldn't discern the symbols either. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. and the board is literally just little rectangles of color. Mm-hmm. It doesn't yeah, say what right. color they are. You just see like, you know, this one might be black and orange. So you'll see rectangles in black and rectangles in orange. Yeah. And you need the solid yeah. set for either of those to make the path work. Right. And then a lot of them so are just not, gray. So, yeah. you know, yeah, if you're colorblind, it might not be <laughs> not a good easily game. accessible, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't know if there's a fix for that on the digital version. I guess I should look into that. Yeah. Just an interesting take. It was it was uh, it was one of those times where we were like, "Hey, we have an hour. Let's play a board game." We spun up Ticket to Ride like a physical version, and he literally <laughs> was like, "What's this card? What's I, this card?" Like, right? Yeah, I don't know so, what I'm doing. Basically, flashing his hand to us every single time he played his yeah. his, his turn. I don't see a colorblind mode on this, unfortunately. Yeah. Damn, that's unfortunate. Yeah. It's still a fantastic game. I, uh, since this points out, I won't play Catan anymore. <laughs> but I probably would play Ticket to Ride, even if it was the board game. I'd probably spin it up. I have a, I have a, a, a mobile version of this, like an Android version of of this. I don't think I have the Steam version, but um, you definitely can play the AI in the in the Android version that I have. Hmm. So. Uh, Ticket ride's fun. Yeah, uh, that's what we play on is our phones. Her uh, optics um, family. His his mom uh, had a board game night a couple times a year during Christmas when we go visit back back in Cali to, to visit the fam. And uh, he and I were were playing a bunch of board games together, and some of them were team up games. And we played our first team up game. And for those of you who know who Lord Optic and I are, basically the same person essentially, and. We uh, we just have to look at each other and we're we're beating everybody. We're we've got complete control <laughs> of the whole set. Yeah. So his mom got out ticket to ride because I don't believe you can team up in this one. If I don't remember right, if I remember right, there's not really not like if a team up. Not if you're playing it right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, she she forbade us to being on the same team ever again. She would not unless she goes. You guys have to play against each other. So every time there's a board game. <laughs> Optic and I would be like, all right. And she's like, no, no, you can't. No, no, you're on my team. 
<laughs> okay. Nice. It's, it's, so uh, Ticket of the Ride was one of the ones that she was like, you can't you can't play. You have to play against one another. Oh, oh, okay. Well, we'll do that. So, And we still beat everybody. So it's... Uh, it's pretty funny. I have good memories of Ticket to Ride and and playing this one. This is one I'd like to, I'd like to get for the wife and I just to kind of fuck around and play with uh, at home. Yeah. Even like you said, even if it's just the board, the tabletop game. This is this is a fun one. Yeah. Good pick. Good pick. Anything else on that? Uh no. I, well, I guess a little bit. Like the digital version has access to all the various expansions and other mm-hmm. versions. Mm-hmm. But they're all like three to five dollars a pop, except for mm-hmm. a handful. So like right. if it's the basic map, they give you the alternate play modes for like big cities or uh nineteen classic nineteen ten, all that stuff. But then like Pennsylvania board and its modes, extra few bucks a pop. Uh Europe and its modes, extra few bucks a pop, Asia and its modes, whatever, you know. So right. Uh, unfortunately, it feels a little cash grabby to me, but mm. um, the base game, like if you just buy the base game, you get access to the base stuff. It's not too bad. I'm sure you can pick these stuff up, these up on sale on the storefronts now and then. I just haven't really looked into it. Um, yeah. I think we bought them on Steam forever ago. And honestly, we didn't even have to buy it again on Android. We just had to log in with our mm. same user ID we created from purchasing it on Steam and it transferred. Nice. Yeah, I so. was about to say what Bo- what Vaughn just said, which is, you know, it's still cheaper than buying all of the options in the board game, right? That's like, true. Sinstress and I have like the Markland edition, which was like another $50 purchase, right? You know, and so that's a that's yeah. a great touching point for uh a future episode we'll do where we talk about board games done digitally. But uh, for now, I think we can move on from ticket to ride and Sinistar, you can give us your last pick. Yeah. Okay. Well, mine is a well-known, but there's a, there's a modern, there's a, this is the newest version that I've played, which is Tetris effect connected. Um, So Tetris has always been a, I have, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes to kill. I'm just going to go play Tetris. And, um, but Tetris effect and the connected version has a multiplayer, which I've never actually played the multiplayer, but I've watched people play it. Um, but it, it has, a, a an addition of, it still has the tetronominos, whatever they're called, the, the pieces. Um, but each board may have, those shapes with like gears instead of like the little squares or, you know, different things. Um, and then it has a musical element where as you go, it kind of builds music on top and it actually becomes really cool. Uh, uh, most of them become really cool boards with the music going on. So, um, you know, the more lines you destroy, more Tetris you get, it builds on top of the music and stuff like that. And then it does have a progression, now my problem is 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 my my um my uh hand eye coordination has slowed as an I'm a, as I'm an adult. Uh 
and it seems like Tetris, like the ramp is like almost a hockey stick. I'm like, oh, these first couple levels are great. Oh, why did this become so stupid hard? So I, <laughs> I tend to jump back a couple levels and just and just play again. So I've never completed uh, the the run, but I've uh, I've definitely um, uh, played a lot of the Tetris Effect game. Plays incredibly well on the Steam Deck. As I said, it has a really cool musical element. And it's Tetris. So what uh, what can you say? Other than they added a stop feature, which is kind of cool. So you can actually get like double Tetrises and triple Tetrises if you're fast enough with the stop element. So kind of cool. I, so. I do think Tetris is almost always a winner. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it was used in studies to show how playing Tetris can actually reduce how much trauma affects the brain after mm-hmm. a major traumatic event, which mm-hmm. I mean, if that's the case, holy shit, I'd have been a mess after my stepdad passed away 25 <laughs> years ago. Had I not played Tetris for a week straight afterward, because <laughs> I was still a mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'll be frank with you. I'm watching this gameplay and it's extremely colorful and very bright. Yeah. I'm stressing out watching it. So I, you know, <laughs> I'm having trauma watching the game. This This guy's stressing me out with the where he's dropping the blocks and stuff, man. It's, it's, this is a lot. Oh, oh, you can, you can never watch other people play Tetris. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm doing it right now for this episode. And I'm having a goddamn heart attack watching this guy. I'm like, no, what are you doing? Put it on the lap. Yeah. Yeah. I think I tried some Tetris effect. At one point, because mm-hmm. my brother, I had access to my brother's PlayStation library for a while, and uh, I couldn't get into it. My mm. unusual Tetris that I always like to go back to is actually Tetris Plus for the PS One. Mm. You got this little, uh, oh my good, arc not architect. What's the archaeologist? An archaeologist. Mm. Um, this little archaeologist who's like two or three blocks tall, crime, climbing around on your leg, on your uh, your Tetris blocks, and as you stack them, he'll always try to climb to the top. There's also right. a, a a spiked thing on chains, slowly getting lowered, so you need to keep it lower and lower. He'll climb up to his death <laughs> if you let him, and uh, it's funny because he he'll, he he'll shout out what you me. get. He'll he'll be like single, double, triple, Tetris, mm. you know, and uh-huh. uh, since since he, you you mostly just hear single over and over, he was so prone to just climbing up into the spikes and killing himself. Mm-hmm. My buddy and I re- started referring to him as single death prone moron. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. But that's yeah, that's my favorite version of or alternate version of Tetris outside from the basic, you know, NES Game Boy version. Yeah. This is cool. Game Boy version will always be the Tetris that I recall playing. My favorite version, honestly, is the, is the N64 Tetris 64. Um, and, and in particular playing multiplayer with, you know, uh, up to four players because you, you know, had the four connectors right off the bat, no multi-tap needed. Right. Um, and it had, you know, all the elements of the multiplayer. Like if I'm looking for casual, I'm not going to go play with my friends because I don't want them throwing pieces at me. But when you're playing that multiplayer, I don't know. There was something about the the N64 version that I absolutely adored. So 
I think, I think it was the first version that, uh, that I had that had the ability to store a piece. And that was a game changing element. You know, we would always store the lines. Anytime you get a line, you'd store it, you know, hit that <laughs> left bumper, that right bumper, whatever, store it. And then, you know, continue on until you had your Tetris ready. And then you'd pull back in your stored piece and just drop the Tetris. It was, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, Tetris. And, yeah, we're uh, we're getting some good call-outs here. Uh, Talisman. Oh, Terraria. I loved Terraria, Vaughn. I played the hell out of Terraria until I got bored with it. Just like Minecraft. Anyway. I'm trying to think of any <laughs> other, like shut my brain off game and we we, we mentioned dark uh, dead cells together mm-hmm. um of course vampire survivors that's obviously you know hades one to go through hades is another good one yeah. um i mean this might as well have been the roguelike episode because that's basically <laughs> what we were talking about but yeah. that's that's the games that we fucking sit down and relax and play you know that's that's just it's easy to play yeah. something that is repetitive and and you, you die you get to start right back up and and maybe a little stronger than you were last time and and do a couple rounds of it it's it's not like it's not like playing final fantasy 16 or elden ring or or as of today um armor cord six where it's like or Baldur's Gate three gonna, right or boulder yeah except Baldur's Gate. you're not like you don't there's no expectation like i'm gonna mm-hmm. play this as far as i can get it i'm not gonna think about it I'm going to pick up some stuff while I'm there and then I'm going to die and I'm going to try it all over again. You know, it's, it's really like, like Vonson, you know, rinse, re- rinse and repeat. Just, just keep playing it until you're like, okay, I'm done playing this. You put it down. You don't feel like you, you feel accomplished, but uh, even if you don't accomplish anything, you didn't feel like you lost anything either. You're like, all right, I'm going right. to go to bed now. I'm done playing Isaac or I'm done playing Tetris or whatever. Um, I, it, these are definitely very chillaxing hanging out mm-hmm. at home. I, I don't know what to play. Oh, this sounds fun. I'll do this for yeah. a couple hours or whatever. So, yeah. and it, and, and it is a rogue. I mean, it is, that's the, that's the way of the roguelike. I feel like. Yeah. I don't think there. it's any surprise that two thirds of our list tonight was roguelites. <laughs> I know. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. just a quick recap of our games. We had time wasters, Picross, slay the spire, binding of Isaac, streets of rogue, undermine, Enter the Gungeon, Ticket to Ride, and Tetris. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's a good list. I think it's list. a great uh, list. It yeah. is. Yeah. There's, uh, so if you, if you don't looking, like one of them, you'll, any, it, you, there's a good chance you'll yeah, like you've got options. one of those. Whoever you are yeah, listening. <laughs> if anybody's listening going, I just want to play something that doesn't involve a lot of thought process, you got nine to choose from. You, know, you can dig through yeah. that and find one that you like. Except for Gungeon, yep. that one's that one's a bullet hell bitch. <laughs> it's a it's a fickle mistress. Yep. Not right. awesome. So, uh, we've we've got some housekeeping to do. We have some top one hundred entries to list now because GP has been absent for a while. He's kind of fallen behind in how many entries he has versus the rest of us. So the three of us are giving GP entries tonight. Yes, thank God. So uh, I forgot to do one. <laughs> oh, I remember which one it was too. Okay, if if I had to do one, then we'd be good. Well, I'll write it down somewhere so you don't forget. No, I remember it. This <laughs> okay. one's this one's locked in. This one's locked in. All right. So I uh, need to look at. Uh, yeah, where's the list at? Where, where did you put it? 
he it's in the top 100 it's just not it's at the bottom of the list there's no episode linked to any of them yet uh one of them needs Ooh, to be deleted because it's yeah. too new but the others yeah, okay. the others are good <laughs> yeah i know which one i'm gonna name <laughs> <laughs> so uh on, i'm calling the bottom i'm calling the bottom of the list okay where do you put the lit is it on the sign-in sheet or is it on the it's it's on the episode, yeah, episode ideas, ideas and details yeah. the top 100 tab ah there we go okay 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 i call the very bottom one okay. i want the second one the second one? okay um yeah. then i will go ahead and take the fourth one okay all righty well i'll let you go first in a star since you picked first <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I picked this one because you're all going to laugh. If you haven't listened to this episode yeah, on this game, go listen to it and, and you'll laugh why I picked this game. GP wants to add to the list Super Mario RPG. <laughs> this fucking guy. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, GP's note here says, I know another Mario and another RPG, but fuck me, this game is amazing. Everything you love from both genres, beautifully executed. Uh, excited for the remaster. So yeah, excited to hear the music over and over again. Yeah, three bars. That's super. I'm not. Like that. I've said my piece. I'm letting GP's piece. It is a hidden it. gem. Yes, this is another hidden gem. Another GP hidden gem. Yeah. Okay. I, another I will, another GPHG. <laughs> since we're not here to <coughs> shit on these picks, I will I will list some positives about this game. <laughs> For the time, it was an absolutely super accessible RPG. Um, I mean, it did what it says on the tin, right? It was Super Mario right. RPG, and it was very accessible to young kids who may not be familiar with RPGs. It it definitely mm-hmm. took its time acquainting you with the mechanics. And I mean, also at the time it looked good at the time. Yeah. Same with Donkey Kong country. I don't think either of them has yeah. aged well, but for the time it looked good. It's um, the pre-rendered stuff, right? And for the time, the pre-rendered stuff looked amazing. It really yeah, did. It, it was like a animation. I like, I like clay animation looking stuff. It's kind of a cool looking thing. I get it. Yeah. And uh, so the the combat was it 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 was actually a little bit innovative, and it that combat yeah. style maintained through the Mario and Luigi RPGs on the handhelds for years after that. So mm-hmm. it it set a tone for a lot of future games. In it, it's funny because we call it Mario RPG, and then the other ones are like. Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, Mario and Luigi Paper Jam, Partners in Time, all those, right? In Japan, they straight up call them Mario and Luigi RPG and then have the subtitle. Mm-hmm. So to me, these are what follows Mario RPG, not the Paper Mario games. Yeah. So it's... <laughs> I, I definitely set a tone for what came afterward. And in, in that regard, it did a lot. Yeah, a lot to remind people what not to do to make it. It it also had some fun moments that were very in tune with their core audience at the time. Like you had the the Axum Rangers. Who the hell didn't like Power Rangers at the time, right? Like they they hit the nail on the head repeatedly with it. I'm not. Except you miss all the platforms with isomesic 
isometric jumping. Yeah, it's a little tricky. There's a lot of patience involved there. But as far as the actual content goes, they nailed it and set a lot of precedents for going forward. So I can see why GP would put it on the list. I think it's a fair, fair nomination. Yep. All right. All right, Charles, you go next. All right. Uh, to no surprise, and this is actually my number four <laughs> favorite uh, in the series of games that we discuss normally. Um, GP has selected Final Fantasy IV, which I think is his all-time favorite in the entire series. Uh, his quote was, Remake is outstanding, but if we are purists, SNES and I would agree with him on that. I have a lot of nostalgic a boner for the uh, SNES version. I know it's easier. I know it's broken. I know blah, 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 blah. I know. But the SNES had a fucking kick in soundtrack. It is probably mm -hmm. my second favorite soundtrack growing up as a child next to uh, any of the Sonic games because the Sonic games have banger soundtracks. I'm sorry. I don't give a shit what anybody says. But as it comes to RPG style music this one stuck in my mind forever i absolutely love the soundtrack to final fantasy 4 to this day i find all kinds of different renditions and remakes of it and uh, each one better than the last um my favorite character my moniker for my channel over on twitch is is kane my favorite final fantasy character yes he's a fuckhead yes he gets mind controlled easily but you know what he's a fucking cool looking character he's designed really fucking cool even in a pixel art, he looks neat. I liked uh, I liked Kane a lot. It was my favorite RPG character like they ever created uh, from that point on. <laughs> um, the story is great. I love the story. Um, it was like the first time that you know you would lose like characters died and and they weren't in your party anymore and you were like, well, WTF? What the fuck's going on with this? So that like had a first time that that had ever happened really in an RPG. Um, it hit hard. And it's it's pretty cool. And it was it was the M Night, I call it the M Night Shamala complex mm. of uh, you know, the bad guy turned out to not be the bad guy you thought the bad guy was gonna be. So I thought that was a really cool spin uh back in the early night in the early nineties uh playing this game. So um I, I wholeheartedly agree with uh GP on his selection for Final Fantasy Four. Um that thing needs to be on this list without question. It is the uh, second gateway to all RPGs for me as a kid. If it weren't for the original Final Fantasy, this one would have definitely ushered me into that era very easily. So, highly recommend it. Nice. Yeah, FF4 was the RPG that got me into RPGs. It was the first true RPG I ever played. You know, I played Zelda as a little kid. Never really... it like it, I loved the game, but it didn't have that same scratch that final fantasy does and other rpgs mm -hmm. tend to do and mm -hmm. like this playing through this it was just this whole new type of experience i was just mm -hmm. blown away the amount of story the character investment the way that you know the plot would twist and turn and throw surprises yeah. at you and you know you you're like okay we're making headway and then the whole ship gets sunk right after the whole final right. thing. Like there's so many yeah. things in this game that's just like, oh man. And it opens rough with your main character, yeah. Cecil, just feeling like a bag of trash after <laughs> stealing the crystal from Masidia. So <laughs> Right. And I mean, 
even Palam and Purim sacrificing themselves to keep you alive. Yeah. And you can still walk by them and see them like in later versions of the game. They're still they're and, still like, oh, fuck, these guys were in my party. They're not in my party anymore. Yeah. You know? So like you get you get character deaths and character losses that you don't often see in a lot of games. Like I feel like it used to be more prevalent back then than it is now. And mm-hmm. I think it was sort of breaking the expectation at the time. Now it kind of is an expectation that somebody major is going to die, but it's rarely a, a party member. Right. Mm, right. And so but this kind of laid the path, right? You would say that this kind of like laid the bricks of, for the road work for that kind of like expectation. Now, now you play final fantasy and you're like, Oh, this guy ain't going to make very long. Mm. You know, it's, it's just kind of almost expected for the most part. Yeah. So I, I'm totally on board with Final Fantasy Four Pick GP. Good call. Good call. Yep. All right. All right. And then I am going to list uh he he has listed here Batman for the NES. And his blurb is short, challenging, best soundtrack of NES, fight me. Solid IP <laughs> adaptation. And I think that's all pretty solid points there. Like, yeah, the Batman NES soundtrack is pretty top notch. So can I talk about that really quick? Cause I watched Arcus, Arcus, whatever the guy that just is like the, the gaming God God. gamer. Yeah. And I watched him play through Batman and the soundtrack is amazing, but anytime Argus, Argus, whatever, plays a game, he hums the game. Yep. <laughs> and it's like in my head now, like the soundtrack is him humming the game in my head. Yep. It's awesome. That's 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 me and Ninja Gaiden now. Okay. Yeah. Six two. Yeah. Thanks, Argus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This so. this is actually a game I got as a kid, and I have never beaten it. I've never <laughs> been that good at it. But it's always one of those games that I just I'll plug in and I'll fire it up for a while and play it until I get a game over, maybe two game overs. And I'm like, all right, I've had my fill. But that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Great music. I don't know how this game works very well. <laughs> Same. Same. But yeah, it but is... I think it's a solid pick for sure. Oh, yeah. It's a the, solid pick. the mechanics are solid. The controls are really tight. You, if you make a mistake in something you're doing, it's your fault. It's not the game's mm-hmm. fault. It, the game punishes you for you being bad instead of punishing you because you exist, right? That's the case with a lot of NES games. You exist, therefore we punish you. Batman's like, nah, right. you fucked up. That's your fault. You're so done. It's, you're done, it's, buddy. It's, Sit down. It's, it's Elden Ring without the amazing lore written into the weapon description. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a much it's a much more convoluted Elden Ring. I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's Elden Wing. Yeah. Elden Wing. Yeah. The animation <laughs> is fantastic too. I remember the animation yeah, is amazing. It yep. does. It looks pretty good for an NES game and it falls back on the yep. black backgrounds for everywhere, which is totally fitting mm-hmm. for Batman cuz he's supposed to be out at mm-hmm. night anyway. And right. that allows them to give a little more details. Uh, to certain things like it's shadowed like black being mm-hmm. all the solid background that lets them get away with one more color instead of having to use black as like shadows mm-hmm. and highlights during the day it is right. all the shadows and that gets them one more color in the palette so it works yep yep that's great 
Those are three solid picks. Yes. Dig them. Dig it. All right. Awesome. That has been our chill games episode. Some of them are a little less chill than others, but still. (laughs) Chill for us. Yeah. Chill for us. Thank you for listening, everybody. This has been another episode of Press B to Cancel. You can check us out at pressbetocancel.com. Uh, there are links to our Discord and social media is there. Come check us out. Come tell us what we missed, what we're wrong about, what we're right about. Tell us about you, whatever. And uh, we will see you next week. Have a good one, folks. Chill! Thank <laughs> you.